the evaluation today. We're going to talk about the evaluation of empty worship today. Amen. But we talked about some things before this. Anybody? All right. All right. Religion will have us thinking that we're not wrong in the way we approach God, right? Like, you know, because our external may look right. I got something on that today. Our external may look right, but but our internal, come on, somebody. It, it, ain't, it ain't connecting. All right. What you got? like that. I like that. Amen. Because the main, the main focus is that we come to worship God, but we, we have to be careful that we don't miss the word. Why? Because the word is what we came for, right? We came to get a word from God, right? Amen. Anybody else? You hear that? I want you to write that down because that's where I'm going next. So go back to Isaiah chapter 1. We'll stay there. Isaiah chapter 1. And we saw that God was really bringing this indictment against his people. And he was saying to them, amen. He's, he was saying to them, listen, um, you know, you, you're bringing me all this sacrifice and you're bringing me all this stuff. But, you know, you're weighed down with what? With sin. In other words, your lifestyle and your worship wasn't lining up. Are you with me? Your your what? Your lifestyle and your worship was not lining up. I'm gonna say it one more time. Your lifestyle, you were acting a fool Monday through Friday. Amen. And then you come in my presence talking about praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And remember this, outwardly, re, outwardly religious people are often the most difficult to convince of their need for God. You hear me? Off, outwardly religious people. So what, is, what do I mean by outwardly religious people? Come on, help me now. Let's, let's go to Isaiah chapter 1. Let's look at verse, we stopped off, I believe, we stopped off in verse 3 and 4. We kind of stayed around there. He says, he says, an oxen knows its owner, and a donkey its master's manger. But Israel does not know, amen. My people do not what? Understand. Verse 4, alas, sinful nation, people weighed down. I told you they were weighed down last week. With what? I told you with iniquity. Amen. They were weighed down with sin. They were weighed down with corruption. Look what it says. It says offspring of evildoers. They were evildoers. Amen. They were not living what they were portraying in church. Come on and say amen. Listen, I know we all have moments, but when you see yourself going eight white, I mean, I'm sorry. When you see yourself going left, amen, that's who you are until you deal with the emotional piece of you as to why you throw tantrums. Come on, say amen. Now, I'm not saying, listen to what I'm saying, okay? I'm not saying to go out here and be all hard on yourself. There's grace and mercy. But what I'm saying is if you don't address it, then who's going to address it? 
Amen. If you don't deal with some of the things that's going on in your heart, amen, then how is it going to be fixed? Now, you and I, we have the church talk down. Come on, somebody. You ever read your Bible every day? You read, you pray, but you still trip? What, what's the problem? Come on, y'all. Let's talk about it for a minute, right? We, we, do, we, 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 we say that we're growing, amen, spiritually. We focus all on the spiritual. And that's what the issue was with the children of Israel. They were so good at being religious that they really thought, like, seriously, they were like, man, we doing this thing. Amen. We really doing this thing. Look at me now. You know what I mean? I'm spiritual now. But, but their life outside, look what God says. They have abandoned the Lord. Watch this now. They were weighed down with sin. They were, they were evildoers. Watch this. They were acting corruptly. And then they did what? They abandoned the Lord. They have despised. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You know what that word despise means? Blaspheme. That's what it means in the Hebrew. To blaspheme God. So here are people who were like, yeah, we, listen, can you imagine they had on all the holy attire? They were, listen, they were bringing their bulls and their goats and they were, they were doing all the kind of like what we do every week. Amen. But I don't know what you were outside. Come on and say amen. Amen. I don't know who you went off on this week. Uh-huh. C come on and say amen. Come on and say amen. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Because guess what? We are all fallen people. I get it. Amen. But listen, God's still working on me, but you've been saved for 30 years. Come on now. I'm trying to figure out how long, God, how long will it be before I see can I ask anybody? Can I ask somebody something? Have you seen any change in your life? Come on, somebody. And does your lip line up, amen, with your heart? And does your heart reflect, amen, amen, what's really going on? Are you with me? Look at this. Look at this. Look what it says. It says, they despise the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away from what? From him. Look at verse 5. Where will you be stricken again as you continue in your, now I don't mean to, I don't mean to pry right here, <laughs> but I want to show you the picture here. You know what I love about God? We, we See, I knew something good was going to happen this morning, but here's the thing. What I love about God is that he tells us for real. He tells us the truth. This is who we are. This is who you really are. And if you don't deal with who you really are, you will always stay the same. You and I will never change if we don't deal with the emotional piece of our lives. I've been talking about that. Amen. When I say emotions, look at how you act. When things don't go your way, you constantly arguing, constantly disagreeing, constantly you know what I mean? At some point, you got to stop and say, okay, if the Holy Spirit is in me, come on now, let's talk real quick, right? Then why am I consistently acting like this? 
It may be an emotional issue, a heart issue that you're dealing with. Amen? And until you deal with the emotional aspect of your life and begin to grow spirit, grow emotionally, because if you're growing spiritually and it's not connecting, that's what's, that was going on with them, right? They were coming to church looking, sounding, and, and smelling the part. Amen. But they weren't living. Are you with me? Uh, go to, um, listen to this. No doubt the people responded to Isaiah's message. I'm going to show you how they respond here in a minute, right? Look, look at the rest of verse 5. It says, the whole head is what? Uh-huh. And the whole heart, so not only was their head sick, but that you know what the head there represents? Their thinking. Come on, somebody. I believe that we got to change our thinking when we come into worship. Amen. We got to change our what? Our thinking. But watch this. Their hearts, he says. Watch this. That it says the whole head is sick, and the whole heart is what? It's faint. Amen. The whole heart is what? It's what? It's faint. Amen. And, and you know what that has to do with? Figuratively, this word means spiritual sickness. So let me ask you a question. What's your condition? Amen. What is your spiritual condition today? Because if, listen, some of us have a hard time paying attention in church. Seriously, we can't stop for a minute. We got to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to tell your neighbor you got a condition. And that's for real. Seriously, like, like, like staying focused is one of the hard, <laughs> hardest things. And some of us, when we're sitting here, our mind starts to. I wonder if I left the pot on. I did leave the pot on. Shoot, how long he going to be? I need to get home. You know what I call that mind? That's called a cluttered mind. Amen. Then there's a cloudy mind. Amen. And then there's the carnal mind. See, your, your mindset, your your mind, your, our sick minds are different. We have different sickness, you know. So a carnal mind ain't thinking about what you're thinking about. Cluttered mind ain't thinking about what you're thinking, what the carnal mind person's thinking. Watch this. And then you have some, I just believe they're here in body because they got a closed mind. Nothing changes. Nothing. They've been doing this since they were by Yehi. Amen. Mom brought me to church, so I'm just going to church. God says, I don't want that. I want a relationship with you. I want when you come into my presence, I want you to recognize, first of all, who I am. And then what I want you to do is I want you to bow down, amen, and worship your king. Now, in the book of Matthew, Matthew presents Jesus. What does he present Jesus as, Alonzo? As the what? The king. But in our Western mindset, when we think king, what do we think? You know, it's hard to put those two together. King. I'm my own king. See, when we come into God's presence and we think we are 
somehow in control. See, the point of worship is to come here and say, God, I surrender everything to you. Why? Because you are my king. You see, I can't control nothing in my life. Haven't you thought, have you thought about that lately? I, mean, I don't know lately, but I'm just saying. I mean, we don't control nothing. Listen to this. Read, 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 read verse 6 for me. Now, let me share, let me share, let me share something. In Hebrew, the Hebrew writers, it's funny, I know Hebrew better than no English. Uh, <laughs> the Hebrew writers used a structure when they wrote, and it was it's form and substance. I'm sorry, form and function. So they would show the form, and then they would show what? The function of it, right? So look what he says. He says, Look, look, look at the form. He says the heart. Right? What's the function of the heart? No, it's, oh, where are we at? Go back, go back, go back to five. Let's look at form and function. Let me show you. So look, he says, he says the whole head. The head is the form. What's the function? It's sick. So when you're reading in the Old Testament, always look, they always, the, the Hebrew language always paints pictures. So he's saying not, now watch this, the form is the head, but, but he says the whole. So, so watch this. So in other words, he's saying, uh, basically, you're in a bad shape. They're in, ba they're in a bad way. Just think about it. You came to church this morning. Your heart is right, but where's your head? Came to church this morning to worship, right? Come on, somebody. Your head is here, but where's your heart? Come on, somebody. And he said the whole heart, I'm sorry, the whole head and the what? The whole heart. And he uses two different words to describe it. He says it's sick and then it's what? Now, now watch this. Now, now the word for sick is different than the word for faint. Amen. The word for sick means affliction. Think about this for a minute. My head is afflicted. Come on, somebody. My, my head is full of all kinds of, hey, illness, griefs, but it also has the idea of a disease. And what was the disease that Israel was dealing with? Sin. But the God that brought them out of Egypt was the God that they had turned on. How do you turn on the one who rescued you? See, we may not think that we've turned on him, but when we come into worship and it means nothing, come on, somebody, when, it's, when our head is not here and our heart's not here, then we got a problem. Read on for me. Read on, read on verse 6. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. No, no, no. What is what is the what is God? God says even your feet is jacked up. The path that you're living on. Look what he said. He said from the soul, and he goes from the bottom. 
This is God describing the worshipers. Put my, put my, I, I, I knew I was going to do this. Go on, put my second slide up. Put, put the slide up for me. <laughs> read somebody, read somebody. <clears throat> uh-huh. There's nothing sound in it, no. Only what? Bruises, welts, and raw, not pressed out or what? Nor what? Softened with all. What is he saying? What is what is the picture? Form and function. Amen. Function and form. What do you think he's saying? What do you think he's really, really saying here? Come on, let's read a little bit and see. <laughs> I know they're really, really messed up. What do you think they're really? What do you think Isaiah? What is the picture that Isaiah is 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 painting for us? What do you think it is? Look at. It. Look at verse six. From the sole of the foot of the foot even to the head, there's nothing sound in it. Only what? Only what? Welts. And what? Not pressed out in what? In other words, they were walking around wounded but they refused the medicine. No bandages. I'm trying to help somebody. Some of us, we have become comfortable living with our wounds being exposed. So we come to a place where we don't care no more. You ain't got to put that on me. I'm good. I got my own remedy. What a place to be where you won't take no oil. You come to church to hear the word. That's the oil right there. That's the bandage right there. But you're thinking about the game started. Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you, if you're not connected in worship, you're going to miss something. Watch this. All the religion in the world is not what? In fact, heartless worship, heartless religion was a chief contributor to their problem. And let me tell you what they had. They had false security. Watch this. Accompanied by, accompanied with, you ready for this? Hypocritical worship. Go to Malachi 1. Put my next screen, my next slide up there, because I want to get this out here. Outwardly, outward, outwardly religious people are often the most difficult to convince <laughs> of their need for who. You ever talk to people, and you're trying to talk to them? You say, let's pray, let's talk about God. And they're like, yeah, I, mm-hmm, yeah, all right, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been to church before. I've been to church. I know God. You know what? If you know God, how many, how, how many of y'all invited somebody to church today? Watch it. 
If you know God, then why aren't you living like it? Oh, you like having your wounds exposed. You know why people like their wounds being exposed? So they can get pitied. They don't want to be healed. They love living from a position of pain. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. You say, what do you mean? You don't do it intentionally. You do it subconsciously. Because anytime the pastor say, do this or take this or take this medicine, you're like, yeah, all right. And you just put it in your bag. You just put it in your phone. Watch this now. And you don't never pick it up when you leave here. So what's the use of hearing the word, having the medicine right in your bag? And you don't never open the bottle and pop it. Is that deep or what? Give me the next slide. Give me the next slide. I work hard on this stuff, man. Isaiah levels, levels God's complaint against these trained, uh-huh, by, by pr proving that their religion was inwardly wrong, although it was what? Lord, help me, Lord. Deliver me from just outwardly religion. Man, they had it down. They had shoes like hers, suits like James. You follow what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you, man, they were on top of it. Listen, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, these, watch this. But watch it, inwardly wrong, although it was what? Outwardly what? Although it was outwardly right. Verses 10 to 15, that's what we're going to do, is the evaluation. That's verses 11, uh, I'm sorry, 10 to 15, that's what we're going to deal with. I ain't going to deal with that. Uh, <laughs> it'll be my last day doing this. But, but I'm coming back after Christmas, though. We're we getting back into this. This is something we this is gonna be we're gonna put a little manual together with these slides. Amen. These little quotations I got so that we can understand what worship really is. I know we teach it in two or one, but I believe that we have to get down to true worship. I believe what we saw happen last week, where souls were being saved and people being restored and joining the church. I believe that when we are of one heart on one accord, and our minds are here, and our hearts, amen. Listen, you you could be looking tore up on the outside, but boy, you got to worship on the inside. I believe we spend more time on the outside. How long did you take put that makeup on and put the eyelashes on and amen, or whatever you put on? Amen. But how much time did you spend before you came to church praying, worshiping on the way? But now we arguing on the way here. Well, you ain't did turn right, turn left. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. No, you should have went that way. Don't no, stop by the store. Hold on a minute. We're getting ready to go worship. Then by the time you get here, you walk in the door. Like, dang, you look good, though. Look real good. <laughs> Come on, y'all ain't saying that. Read, read, read Malachi 1. Malachi 1, y'all is crazy. Uh, Malachi 1, verse 6. 
Let me show. This is a running theme throughout the whole Old Testament. And you know what's crazy? When I look at the disciples when Jesus went to the cross, in essence, they did the same thing. As long as Jesus was doing something for them, he's my Lord. Sure, yeah. But from the time he, well, I said, from the, from the time he went to, uh, peace, I don't know you. Sure. One of them said he denied him. Now, here's, what, here's what's interesting. I read this the other day. Judas sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. Took the money back, threw it at them, said, shoot, I don't want that money. And then the text says, talk about outwardly religious. Watch this. Then the Bible says he went out immediately and hung himself. Hold on a minute. Are you serious? Yeah, he did. Then they said, man, we don't want that money. They took that money, and guess what they did? They bought a cemetery. That was blood money from the beginning. Come on, y'all. Listen, how can you walk with the master? See him do miracles. Isn't that what we do too, y'all? Listen, when we leave here, y'all, this world, it, 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 it just somehow creeps back in in these uncovered wounds that we have. And it, you know what it does? It tranquilizes us to the point where we go back to being ourselves. Whatever that was. But when we come in here, it's like a spaceship. You know, we're like, oh, we're lifting off. Oh, it's a new environment. But from the time, some of us, you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. When I got saved, I used to dread leaving. Because of what I was going back to. Lord have mercy. But God begins to take that from me. And he begins to show me how to really worship him. I never forgot when I got my breakthrough. Really, I got my healing and I got my breakthrough. It was in a worship service. And I just began to lift my hands to God and just pour out to him and just cry and say, God, you know what? I don't want to have these wounds. I don't want to have these things that's going on in me. I don't like the way I speak to my children. I don't like the way I speak to my wife. I don't like the way I handle things. See, unless you start talking about it, but some of us were so religious, we don't want to admit we got a problem. Amen. Are you with me? We got to be careful of that. Look what he says here in Malachi. Oh, so, read, read that for me. Read it. God is faithful. See what God is saying? Where's my, if I'm your father, where's my what? Keep reading. Says who? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. He's my Lord. You're my master. But when you live here, when you leave here, ain't nothing looking like that. And this was their constant conversation. Go on, old priest. He's talking to the preachers. Keep reading. Oh, Lord. Now, now, let me tell you something about the people of the people of Israel. Okay, they they get they they have what I call spiritual amnesia. 
they would constantly say to God, what do we do? You know how your kids do? I point out some of my kids, right, just, the, just yesterday. Well, Dad, I didn't, I didn't do that. I, I didn't. I'm like, are you serious? Why is it that we always give an excuse when we're wrong? Keep reading. <laughs> and then God answers. God said, okay, you want to know? Here we go. All right, so what they were doing was they were just now, they had got into a posture of worship. Saints, I want us to be holy. Let me just make that statement. But how can you be holy? Amen. If you don't practice holiness, abstinence. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Some of you drink too much. Amen. Some of you cuss too much. Some of you indulge in things that ain't of God too much. So how can we be holy and then come and bring sacrifice? And then when we bring a sacrifice to God, we give him the last $2 in our pockets. Holiness is still a good word. Doesn't mean, let, let me explain something. Holiness doesn't mean you're perfect. But daggone it, you got to try. You got to try to leave some of that stuff alone. Seriously. Ain't nothing wrong. Bob doesn't say you can't drink. But some of us, we can't handle our liquor. We do it all the time. Some of us still smoking weed. We still getting high. Amen. For real, we still getting high. Let me ask you a question. When are you going to put it down? Ain't nothing wrong with herb. It's from the earth. You can't function without it. You know why you can't function without it? Because you're an addict. And until you deal with it, how about you have a clear mind for one day? You probably go off on everybody because your withdrawals is kind of tough. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, and I'm not just bringing up weed. I'm just saying, alcohol. Some of us we watch too much TV. We watch too much TV. Amen. That we can't spend no time in this world. We think that just because we get up in the morning, we read five scriptures. Okay, I done did my study and I'm done. And for the rest of the day, you glued in on the TV. But let me share something. You ain't no different than the weed smoker. And I got, I got addiction issues too. But what I try to do is, Lord, help me. I'm tired of being drawn to things I don't like. I want to live holy. How many want to live holy? Do you know we live in a sexually driven society? Next year, I'm talking, we're talking about sex next year. I'm doing a whole 12 weeks on sex. Amen. I may do 15 weeks on sex. 
I'm going to talk about pornography. I'm going to talk about all that. Why? Because a lot of us, we don't realize, but we're addicted. Now, how did I even get here? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm just, oh. But last night, you were glued in on some X-rated stuff. But here you are Sunday morning. You're about the most holiest person in the house. And God said, where was your hand last? I'm just sorry. Come on. <laughs> Read it for me. <laughs> Read it for me. He will kill you. Watch this. Watch this. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Verse 8. God says, yo, don't bring that junk to me. As a matter of fact, if you give it to your governor, he'll kill you. But watch what he says. He says, watch this now. Let me ask you this. What you bring to God today, is it evil? He says it's evil when you bring it, when it's, so listen, let me explain to you. When you brought an animal for sacrifice back then, it had to be your best animal. So what they started to think, they started to say, shoot, God ain't around. So we just bring, we just slip it in on him. And God says, I see everything. And you brought your lame, blind, sick animal to me. <laughs> and then talk about hallelujah. But God says, God says, it's evil. It's evil to bring just whatever to me. I'm trying to tell you, you got to treat them holy, y'all. Somebody read that. This is my last one. I'm done. Somebody, somebody look up repugnant. What does repugnant mean? Repugnant and what? In other words, he's saying false worship is just like idol worship. Because in all actuality, you're not worshiping me, you're worshiping yourself. 